You guys remember that little memory game if you have kids. You know, you have all these cards and you have to flip them upside down and see what the pairs are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That to me is networking. <laughs> so you go to network and I met Zeke and he's okay, I do this XYZ services. So then I'm talk throughout the night I'm talking and somebody goes, hey, I need that type of services. Now you just put that match together. That's right. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Same Business Different Day podcast. I want to introduce my co-host again. How are you, Alyssa? I'm having a really fun day. Yeah? Yeah. That was fun. Today's guest is a professional, a genuine hard worker, the kind of guy you might see everywhere around town. And if you don't see him yourself, just check his social media and you'll realize that you haven't seen him because he's just moving too fast for you. But it's not all for pleasure. He's really out there getting in touch with his community, taking pride in the businesses and the people in the towns that he calls home. We're glad to be joined today by a pillar in our community, David Zamaya. Hey, hey, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. How you doing, Dave? Uh, doing good after I'm, that introduction. I got a lot to live up to, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And I'm real glad to have you here. I had to turn around and see if we're talking about me or somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, would you tell us the rules? That's right. We've got rules to this podcast. Um, so we're here talking about business, talking about you, David. Um, but we're going to focus on you first. So we do want to talk about what you do, but we're not going to reveal it just yet. We'll reveal it when it feels right. Let's talk about your early memories. You remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Wow. Uh, my, you're gonna laugh. Well, at high school, I want to be an electrical engineer. Okay. That's not fun. I'm not wow. laughing yeah. at that. That's uh, awesome. Oh, it's, I love math. I'm a math whiz. Huh? Beautiful. Yeah. That was, that was growing up. I mean, the whole idea with math is you always try to be the best you can, and electrical engineering falls right into that. So. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We were talking about, you and I were talking about wineries earlier, and Alyssa and... Um, I was telling her that a, a lot of our uh, winery owners are biochemists and engineers mm -hmm. and all that. A mm -hmm. lot of them are math wizards. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, math's the foundation of so much. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at right now in the marketing world, who's making the money is the statisticians. Mm -hmm. the guys working the data in, in, in marketing. That's mm -hmm. where the money's at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. I mean, well, and right now specifically, <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of people doing polls. Or exactly. <laughs> yeah, something, something's happening on Tuesday, right? Yeah, right. right. So I'm curious, though, because not many people in high school go, I want to be an electrical engineer. Right. So like what, what influenced that? What made you go, wow, I want to do that? Well, you know, usually like most any kids, I mean, you look at any family members that are successful in one role or another, and you just want to be like them. Okay. So I had an uncle that was electrical engineer, so hey. And I go, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Didn't know what it did. <laughs> yeah. I just know I, I love math and, you know, calculus and geometry, all that stuff. It was like a high. So, okay. you know, we did a little gambling on the side. I don't know if you ever heard this one. So, and this is the best way to learn any subject that you really suck at or you're challenging at. You challenge your people in your class, be college or high school, and you go, hey, everybody put five bucks on the table. Whoever gets a high score on the test wins the pot. You learn to study really fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? You grew up in uh, San Diego homeboy. I yeah. mean, I'm Chula Vista great raised, born in Mercy Hospital. And um, now I'm, of course, in North County. You know, as business owners, um, we have to acknowledge that we're not all, you know, self-made. You know, <laughs> everybody's had influences somewhere or another. Right. Did you have uh, mentors? I mean, 
you mentioned your uncle or are there other mentors people in the house in the neighborhood yeah. no my, my uncle was a growing up was a you know influenced me to be an electrical engineer but once i got out of, once i got in high school and i found that i learned where i learned spanish because i'm not a native spanish speaker I, I i grew up in a spanish-speaking household but my being second generation and the youngest in the household you don't speak spanish usually mm-hmm. so um once i learned how to speak spanish and found out that you could really do a difference in the community reaching two different markets you know, I started getting involved in the Hispanic community. And one of my big mentors uh, turned out to be my godparent for my daughter. Um, so it's Antonino. So he was vice president of, of Citibank, a great guy. He still, we're still good friends to this day. So he's been my mentor for the longest time. Really? Yeah. Still to this day? Still to this day. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of things is he teaching you? Well, no, he just, he, he was a business person. He was a banker. Uh-huh. And, but he's just, he was a stand-up guy. He, he was president of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. He knew how to give, raise his family. He was really strong at heart. So being somebody of ethics. You know, you, right. you know, your role model should be somebody that could stand up on their own and be very ethical and very, you know, big hearted. So that's what he was. And he mm-hmm. still is to this day. So and his word meant something. Oh, exactly. You yeah. Know, that's and, important, too, for a mentor, somebody that you want to be, believe in. They got to be a rock. Well, exactly. And see, when I met him, I was that's when I, I was doing some photography when I was first starting some photography work and I would donate and volunteer. And, you know, he'd always go, hey, David, here's here's a story. So he'd always coach me through some of that. So it was fantastic. Uh, how about your early early job experience? I mean, did you start uh, doing photography early on? I mean, what what kind of jobs did you have early? No, well, you know, like you know, I'm old enough, for, and I don't know how many of your audience was old enough to remember paper routes. You know, when, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's you, a recurring theme here. Actually, yeah. 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 you know, we're talking 1970s skateboard rat, Dogtown's, uh, uh, okay, know, Tony Alva days. I was in that mix of things, and I was a paper boy. So, I mean, basically, a self a, a paper boy is an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. You, know, you got a route, you, know, you, you deliver the papers, and then at the end of the month, you have to collect the dollars from the people that subscribe, and then you have to go pay your bill. Yeah. yeah. So, What was your, your technique? Like, what was the special thing that you said, like, I'm a good paper boy because I do this? No, nah, it's just, it was just paper boy. <laughs> 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 okay. the, the best thing about paper boy, and this is the only, the only thing I could continue going down career-wise, the best thing about being a paper boy is get, making money. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, to this date, even in my career, you know, the, the best thing that, that happens is when you meet a client and you're selling whatever widget you're selling. I mean, you know this in, in your industry is like once that client believes in you so much and they're willing to give you money, that's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you can back it up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a great feeling because it's basically somebody's accepting you and willing to invest in you, be it selling a piece of gum or a newspaper or selling a million dollar property or asset. So. There's some independence there, too. Like you said, I mean, you're an entrepreneur for real. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a serial entrepreneur because I spent 10 years in I mean, banking. Then, yeah. then, like even as a, a yeah, paper boy, right. you were running your own game. Oh, good. You were doing your own thing. Doing it. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I call myself a born again conservative because after all those entrepreneur experiences, I ended up working at a bank. Okay. <laughs> so, so what was the banking industry like? Uh, it was interesting. I was back in, you know, it was uh, it was. Completely different Back world. Back in, you get to hang out in the vault? What were you doing? Well, I was across the street from the vault, but we're, we're dealing, we're, we weren't front-of-the-line customers at the branches. We were dealing okay. with, with portfolio management and uh, then a call center and doing some system admin. I was a Y2K analysis, uh, anal, analysis analyst. There analyst. you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, I got my hands in a lot of things. Wow. But uh, it was a good career, but, I mean, it's not entrepreneurish. Sure. It was pretty good. And, and get a nice 401k. You know, and I admire that. People that could stick it out there, and I wish I would have done that. But then these opportunities I have now wouldn't have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you wouldn't be interviewing me right now because I'd be in a, behind a desk at a bank. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm kind of interested though. What, what's a Y2K analyst? 
Uh, well, remember Y2K. I remember. Yeah, so anyways, I managed around three different software well, applications. Well, actually, maybe you should tell us a little bit about okay. Y2K, because not everybody might <laughs> yeah. not know. Well, Y2K is the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So if anybody remembers the year 2000, that, that everybody thought the world was going to come to an end. Because a computer glitch, everybody only used two-digit numbers for the year. So, so the computer on New Year's Day didn't know if it was going to be year 2000 or year 1900. So that was the issue. So because of that little glitch, airplanes, uh, banks, everybody had to be co- uh, compliant to that. So I had to make sure all our applications that I was responsible for managing at the bank were, were operating in the year 2000. So mm-hmm. we had simulators and we're just testing and throwing accounts out there, you know, all this portfolio management that we're doing. And we had to make sure that the system would operate on January 1st, 2000. If mm-hmm. not, you know, the bank would be shut down. Mm. So that, that's, that's what I was responsible for. That's what Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a small responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Nothing, nothing huge. Stop the world from shutting down. I mean, I haven't seen any movies about that. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't even know what the numbers that we're dealing with, but it was a whole lot of money and a whole lot of numbers. And, and it was interesting. So that was my yeah. first, uh, that's, that's what Y2K was at the bank. But it was, it was a good stink. I mean, I, I really enjoyed having that opportunity to be a vice president of a bank because my friends from college laughed at me. You're a freaking vice president or assistant vice president technically and working at a bank. That's not my personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I call myself very ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, doing the same thing over and over and over. You were comfortable <laughs> with that. Well, no, I mean, that's not my style. Okay. You know, I, you know, I always, I always was told that I'm too creative. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, look what we're doing here. I mean, you know, two days ago, I wouldn't have been in this room, but here it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, if you worked at a bank, you'd be doing the same desk, same office. Right. And, and I admire that. I wish I could have done that. And, you know, if I would have stood there, it would have been fantastic. But, you know, you have this creative juice and me, I, I get a big heart to give. And there's only so much you can do behind a desk. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, because I was almost feeling like, you know, you, you were sounding like you were kind of like an employee by nature, which, which would be a little different than, you know, a lot of our past guests. Right. Um, but you, you do have that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit within you and that creativity, which is important as well. And so, you know what they call people like me? What's that? Unemployable. you got to start your own thing (laughs) because when you got a job when you got an applicant and you're hiring for whatever a company and you see somebody with a resume like mine it's like i can't hire that guy (laughs) because your attention deficit your attention span is not going to last so that's a bad thing you you get your soul entrepreneurs that you basically work yourself out of ever having a nine-to-five job Established in 2013 mermaid valley vineyard is a boutique winery located in the ramona valley ava Nestled amongst the mountains just outside of San Diego, Mermaid Valley has abundant sunshine and cooling coastal breezes, making it an ideal location to produce fine wines. We offer estate-produced white, rosé, and red wines. Come out to Ramona and taste the fine wines at Mermaid Valley Vineyards for yourself. Open by appointment at 760-315-9011 or email at mermaidvineyard at gmail.com. Well, tell us more about the like the photography experience or the, or the other jobs, your your art, art yeah. well, you know, jobs. Yeah, like I said, the photography. I mean, the the banking was just a a, a fallout that I had. But um, you know, photography has been my passion. Okay. So I, you know, I photographed from. Yeah, you know, I was never that yearbook photographer in high school. You know, I took my first photography class at a junior college, a Southwestern college. You know, at eighteen, nineteen years old, and dark and right, you know, black and white uh, photo lab and doing all that stuff and. And again, I, I won't, I won't move all the details, but you know, when you do photography, you meet different people mm-hmm. and you photograph some really attractive people. Okay. Pretty good thing to do as a single guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Don't go into the details. You saw the pause, right? Yeah, I saw that. I was like, now you know. Now you know. Not what. that kind of shit. Yeah. So I, I, I was I was not a National Geographic photographer. Okay. 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 So, but um, it was really enjoyable. But the bad thing in San Diego, not being a New York or Los Angeles, to make money in, in photography is not easy, especially in, your, in the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be well connected, and you're never going to make big dollars being just an uh, average photographer. Okay. So. Um, it lasted for a while, and then that's when I got, I, I just found a way, I got, you really can't make money off this thing. I still enjoy it, but you, you keep it as a hobby. Keep on taking pictures of whatever you take, and then um, in between there, I ended up working in the grocery industry. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Doing what? Uh, I was a stalker, so I worked at the commissary. I worked in a freezer, walk in a freezer, pull out pallets of dryers, ice cream, and orange juice, and pumpkin pies, and stick them on the shelf. Okay. And very entrepreneurs, because you got paid 25 cents a box. Okay, so you show, so you made as much money yeah. as you wanted. You, you to work make. as fast as you want, or as quick as you want, wow. or as slow as you want. You still gotta get paid the same because the shelf's empty. You only can put so much. So yeah, that was my that was my first uh, ex- entrance into a professional world. So really, not, not that that was a professional world, but I ended up working for Nabisco. I was a sales rep for Nabisco. Okay, so if you eat Oreos, Triple Hoys, Weathens, all that stuff, I was a sales rep selling that stuff here and all throughout San Diego. What was your pitch? No, it's just, uh, the, you know, <laughs> here, here I am 20 years old making pitches to managers that are twice my age. And sure. I didn't have any sales experience. I just love the product. I mean, if you if you sell something you love, it's an easy sell. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I love Nabisco. It was always rated number one, but I can never sell for the number two company. So when you walk in and you you love the product, it's an easy sell because you're not trying to sell somebody. You just go, hey, like what I like. Here's what I got. You know, mm-hmm. this is what is so good about it because I eat it. That's funny. You know? we, we talk a lot of sales on this show at times, right? And, um, you know, there's the communication. There's various skills right. that it takes to sell things. But then there's another piece, the piece that you're talking about right now, which is the genuineness, right? right? You just believed in the product. Right. And because you believed in a product, others wanted to buy it from you. And, and that's the easy sell to do, uh-huh. you know, so it's not like you're trying to, it's a high, it's a, a how does it call it? A pressure sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy sell. Sure. You know, as long as you're selling yourself and being genuine, like you said, and the product, you know, is up to par and it's an easy sell. Cause the worst thing you ever do in my eyes, the way I was raised is being very ethical. Don't sell something that you don't believe in. Don't, yeah. don't try to take advantage of somebody. Um, there's been plenty of people that have asked me to work for them. I just can't sell something unless I believe in it mm-hmm. and I know it's ethical. Okay. Because, I mean, the last thing you want to do is sell something to somebody just because you want to make a buck and they end up be- hating you because the product was crap. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that. A lot of people do, though, right? Well, you got to do what you got to do, right? right? You yeah. Know, I just, you got to, and that's why I'm not rich, I guess. Why? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, you got, you got your level and uh, your ethics and, you know, sometimes it's not as lucrative as everything else. But, you know, time will come, you know. There's a difference between rich and successful because mm-hmm. I look at you as a successful business right. person. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I, I say that is because I see you out there. Right. I, I see um, what you're doing in the community. I see how businesses react to conversations with you. I've networked with you. Right. And um, I know that your name is gold <laughs> when you walk around. And, and I think that a lot of it does have a lot to do with what you said, ethics. Well, you got to believe in it. You know, believe in yourself and believe in what you're representing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I'll never be able to work with somebody that I can't respect. Mm-hmm. Respect, mm-hmm. you know. 
Well, you're doing a good job at it, too, because, I mean, while I was researching you for this podcast and looking, you know, at your websites and stuff, I was, I was thinking I want to be a part of that. So, <laughs> Well, the secret of life is you fake it till you make it, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> well, and again, you know, the only, pe- the only people who know where your mistakes are is you yourself. I mean, I could tell you a list of mistakes, but you won't see them because you, you just keep on going forward. The same thing with photography. I mean, it's a, I learned all that through photography. You know, that personality and being being a real person and walking in with, you know, being being the best you can of yourself and delivering the best product. Mm-hmm. So that's what photography did teach me. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you learn from the previous experiences. Right. right. You know, we're all it's, it's like that onion. There's only so many different layers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this can be an infinite onion because the business never stops. Exactly. Right. Well, that's what the wonders of digital once you're successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love just the idea of learning from an art form and applying it to the business world. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you're proud of your art form, but you took it seriously and you really had to dive into it probably. And now it's like you're taking that aspect into what you do now. That's pretty neat. Well, and, it, and it's all goes to me as a hand in hand because, um, you know, in my photography career, I trained and taught and mentored lots of people. I mean, when I went back and finished my master's degree um, in my 50s, I went back and taught the same school that I took photography in. And you're seeing a bunch of kids that could have been me. And here I am teaching not photography because photography is something you could learn in a class or you could learn by just pushing a button or reading a book. And now up YouTube, you could do everything with photography. Mm. But how do you make a business out of it? How do you make a difference to it? So that's what I was blessed to be able to be in front of that class. It's pretty cool. Why you, you were in a school and then you come back and you're a teacher for that same class you took. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And you've incorporated it into yeah. the new business. Let's talk about the new business now. Uh-huh. David Zumaya, My San Diego, North County. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about My San Diego, oh, North County. God. Well, I mean, it was a vision that I had. Um, well, I've been in North County since I think I moved up in 85 from Chula Vista. And then um, 90, 98, 97, I moved into Escondido. So, and, and you know this, the, the, the business model for individuals that are trying to get more exposure, a chamber of commerce is an easy way to start. Okay. You know, two things that happens when you're trying to develop a brand or get sales out there, join a chamber of commerce or join a networking group. That's another recurring theme, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, BNI's, Latips, T, you know, SBRG. You got so many different networking groups and then you got the chambers and their elements. So, I mean, I joined the North, North Business Chamber when I was a photographer still. And then um, this is right before the bubble burst and digital technology came out. So what happened with photography and digital technology basically killed the high-end professional photographer. Unless you're well-established and well-connected, the middle market photography died. So it's either now, and I don't know exactly now because I've been away from it professionally, but you either have high-end photographers or average photographers. I was always pride myself to be an average uh, mid-price photographer delivering high quality at an average price. Mm. I didn't have to overcharge somebody, but I wasn't cheap. Uh-huh. You know, so I'd go do a gig. It's two, three thousand dollars. You know, my competition was five to ten thousand dollars, and then you have the guys doing it for five to a hundred dollars. So that was a that was a world, but the digital killed it. But I still love this passion of these images. Mm-hmm. And then I joined the chamber as a photographer in North Business Chamber, and then it it wasn't the best experience for me because I was still in that transition. Um, but then I joined the Escondido Chamber of Commerce six, seven years ago. This is when I was already retiring my photography, but I still have a camera. I mean, I, I got all the gear similar to what you have in this room and then some, and I could do anything with photography. Mm-hmm. But doing it for a living is not the same anymore. The passion's not there mm-hmm. because now everybody's so budget conscious. Everybody has a digital camera on their phone. Everybody could do anything. Why do I have to spend $200 an hour on a photographer where I could do it on my phone? Mm-hmm. Sure. And I agree with them. Okay. So I'm not going to try and bust that market. So I found an opportunity after joining the Escondido Chamber 
So I was their social media manager. They actually hired me on contract me to manage all their social media. Mm-hmm. At that time is when I was working on my master's degree in internet marketing. So then I found this opportunity that chamber A, B, C, and D in North County all do great work. And I highly encourage everybody join a chamber. You know, if you have a brick and mortar in the city of Vista, join Vista. Come out here, talk to Kent, to Rachel, and everybody else. Wherever your footprint's at, join that chamber, support the chamber. But then what I found in the digital experience that I was learning at that time and I was already progressing into it is I turned myself not as a photographer anymore. I turned myself as a visual marketer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's working in a winery as well. The more images you have, the more attention you get. Mm-hmm. But why should we all be focused on just one city in North County? So there's 10 different cities in North County from Poway, Escondido, the coastal 78 route, you know, Del Mar, Solana Beach, Encinitas, all these 10 different cities make up the same population as the city of San Diego. So the city of San Diego is 1.3 million. There's 3, 3 million people living in, North, in San Diego as general. In North County, north of the 56 freeway, there's over a million people. So here you have the North County, north of Del Mar and north of Poway, a million people, and there's 10 different cities. Excuse me. So what I always get frustrated is that how is it possible one city of San Diego of a million plus people one Chamber of Commerce, the San Diego Greater Chamber of Commerce, which is one of the largest one in the Southwest, does all this with one city, one mayor, and one chamber. Mm-hmm. In North County, guess what? It takes mm-hmm. us 10 cities, 10 mayors, who knows how many city council members, but they all do the, the good job. Then you come to the business element. Now you have, I counted, if you go to my website there, I got a page called the Chamber and Business Associations on my San Diego North County website. I had listed there's 25 different business associations, let alone the networking groups. But yet nobody's combining this digitally. There's no footprint on what's North County. Mm-hmm. So everybody always says, well, is Poway North County? You know, is Escondido? Somebody told me Escondido wasn't North County. I was like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> what happens, some people that are, don't understand North County, they think of North County, they go, okay, Carlsbad, Oceanside. Yeah. Sure. They forget there's yeah. a whole freaking inland East. part of the it. The East. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, what I found that, you know, these communities may never come together physically, economically, in whichever way. But digitally, can we do something? Yeah. So that's what my saying in North County. It's a voice to represent North County as a collective voice digitally, equal to what San Diego. If, if you go to San Diego, downtown, PB, Mission Bay, you know, Point Loma, there's an app or a website to do what's happening in San Diego. My saying in North County is the answer to North County's version of that. So we have a million people in North County, 10 different cities, and you don't know what to do because you have to go, okay, let me find out what's happening in North County. Well, let me go to the Vista page, okay? Check that off. Let me go to San Marcos page. Let me go to Carlos right, page. Right, right. It's like, you know, you, you're just going to go to Google and see what's up. Yeah. Why can't we have one voice? You're an amalgamation of mm-hmm. all Right, of so that's what it is. So I'm not creating so much original content, although my digital and what I do is one thing, but let's share, excuse me, let's share what the Star Theater is doing downtown La Jolla, um, mm-hmm. Oceanside, mm-hmm. the North County Rep in Solana Beach, the Poway Center of the Arts, I mean, Escondido Center of the Arts and the Poway Arts. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't we share that? Why can't we talk about the Apple Festival happening in, in Fallbrook? I mean, it's um, Julian. You know, that's my touchy thing. If I go over to Julian and ask, are you North County? They go, we're not North County. Okay. Well, I think they're East County. Well, you know, there is, there, there's somewhere you got to draw a border. But, you know, yeah. if you look at it to be politically correct, I call it Northeast County. Okay. Because that's <laughs> where I'm from. So now I'm like, okay, hold on. Exactly. Are, are you North <laughs> County or not? You know, so when I talk to the Julian Chamber of Commerce, I go, are you North County? No, we're backcountry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so we still, why can't we have one voice to talk about what's happening at Ramona? What's the, the, the concert venue in Ramona on stage? Stage something. Uh, I, I don't know. You know name, it's right downtown Main Street. It's, it's a, a great con- place. It's a concert venue, yeah. but, you know, they're, they're main, stage. Yeah, main stage. Main stage. But why can't somebody from Solana Beach go to Ramona? 
you know. Sure. Well, somebody from the from the belly up going to exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody from Solana Beach will go down to the sports arena or to downtown to see a venue of some or sort or to the casino. Yeah. Exactly. Well, why not go to Maine? What was it called again? Main stage. Main stage. Yeah. You know, so that's what my St. Louis County is basically a digital platform to bring people together. Sure. So, you know, if we could bring all the business associations and chambers and networking groups and the visitor centers all be able to share their their information on one platform, make it easy. So this is all happening in San Diego. North County. North County. Um, You're talking about community. And so this includes the Spanish speaking community as well. So I... I think that you're also like really involved in that and trying, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it's well, part of where we are. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, I always joke with you know, my mom, you know, and she always mentioned this was back in the 70s, 80s when they're trying to create a Spanish uh, English only initiative on the ballot. Mm. It's like if he, if he changed, if he, if that passed, he'd have to change all the names of the cities of San Diego. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. including San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Vista's a Spanish word, Escondido's a Spanish word, La Jolla's a Spanish word. But anyways, um, you know, the Spanish culture is deep. I mean, it was the first European settlement that happened in, in San Diego was a Spanish colony. Mm-hmm. You know, the friars here at the mission. So I mean, I'm really proud of my roots. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I didn't learn Spanish you know, as a kid, so I, I didn't speak Spanish. But you know, I once I got into college, I started learning more about my heritage, and uh, just uh, just do what you can, and then. Now in the business side that I'm in, I spent a couple of years in Oceanside as a membership director. And, you know, Oceanside and Esquidio and well, North County in general, I mean, there's, let's say, between 30 to 40 percent of the population, Spanish or Latino or Hispanic, Latinx, whatever the, the, the buzzword is right now. Yeah. There's some Spanish influence in there. So um, we were trying to see how do we support Latino businesses? Mm-hmm. That's so, what I want to know. Chimichurri Kitchen Company, how it all began. Grandma Guillermina Nina created this sauce in her own restaurant kitchen in 1967, Santa Fe, Argentina, and it instantly became a hit with patrons. They exclaimed how garlicky, tangy, and just plain delicious her version was, and luckily, it continues to be to this day. At our Chimichurri Kitchen Company, we continue in the legacy of creating sauces that only add immense flavor to any dish. The traditional classic chimichurri Nina created is made fresh with the finest ingredients, but only gets better with time as the flavors bolden on the shelf and your refrigerator. That is the true beauty of chimmy sauce, our little nickname for it. Try the classic or any of our other varieties of chimis created in our own chimichurri kitchen. Use it as a dip, cooking sauce, marinade, or steak sauce. It will add a pizzazz of flavor to just about any dish. This year, shop small and support local. Please visit our website, chimichurrikitchen.com, to purchase and change your culinary palate forever. You can also add us on Instagram and Facebook under Chimichurri Kitchen Company. Thank you so much for supporting local and small family-owned business. The Same Business Different Day podcast is brought to you by YourInsurancePlace.com. YourInsurancePlace.com is a conglomeration of two agencies, Network One Insurance and Bill Corley Insurance Agency. Their property and casualty agents and brokers specialize in commercial insurance of all types, general liability, workers' compensation, professional liability, auto, agribusiness, and much more. They also have great insurance carriers for your homes and autos. How do I know they are that good? Because I'm one of the agents. We believe in ourselves, and you will too. Contact us at yourinsuranceplace.com or call us direct at 866-384-0479. That's yourinsuranceplace.com.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I served on the board of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is a great organization, you know, nationally, statewide, and San Diego. But the problem is, you know, everything's still focused in San Diego. You know, we, we out here in North County always used to joke about that. We're the redhead, freckled stepchild of San Diego. Because mm. nobody really gives us love in North County because we don't have this big block of people. It's all little pockets. We're San Diego, and you're talking a million people. I mean, you live in Chula Vista, you still think you're San Diego. You know, mm-hmm. National City still San Diego, but Vista, that's not San Diego, is it? Mm-hmm. Sure. So anyways, there's a lot of Latino out here. So the Latino element in North County is different than the San Diego Latino market. So people don't understand that unless you're on the inside. Is you know, you go down to a Costco in Chula Vista, and you go to Costco over here, and you look at the Latinos, different type of demographics. Mm. Absolutely. So it's understanding that. But then you have the business owners here is how do you reach out to them? You know, how do you sell them insurance? How do you sell them payroll services? How do you sell them, you know, product and services like that? Well, they like to work with people they know, like, and trust. Right. That's so much different than what we do in the regular thing, but right. they're a little bit more niche because they like to, to work in their community. So how do we support them? Mm-hmm. So that's been one of my things I do. So, you know, not only do I support bringing North Canyon together, but how do you support, you know, Latino businesses? Mm-hmm. So. And you can bring them together as well. You can yeah. bring them, you know, together with the other communities as well. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, you know, this, this My Saying North County is just a, the, first, the first step of this whole brand. I mean, because there's so many other opportunities First here. step. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the future, Dave. Oh, yeah, well. I uh, got shot. No, no, no. Get shot. <laughs> well, I tell you. Well, here's a funny thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many different communities. The whole idea is bring people together. Absolutely. Yeah, you see that common theme of what I'm doing. Listen, I mean, you know, I got to say, you, you know, you invited me uh, to uh, a Latino chamber right. meeting. Well, that's right. You know, and and I was happy to sit in on that. Right. You had no idea that I I spoke Spanish. <laughs> Nobody knows that I speak Spanish, I and I won't, that, won't right? be speaking yeah. it anytime come soon. Come on, come on. I bet it's good to español. ¿Cómo está el español? No, no time uh, soon. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do a podcast in Spanish. We can. That yeah, we fun. should. Actually, yeah. I got fun. put on the spot in the Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so you know, and I was happy that you brought me there. So and that's what I mean about bringing the communities right. together, right? Because you took us there and said it doesn't matter if you speak Spanish or not, right. just come be a part of this. Right. Uh, what was it? Coffee? It was a cafe. Yeah, we call it cafecito. Cafecito. So I, this, I started this little idea back when I was at Oceanside Chamber. It's like, you know, the the Hispanic population may not be the person that want to come and join, you know, a, a government affairs committee at the chamber or go to city hall or something like that. But we're changing. I mean, Consuelo over here in Escondido has done some good changes to the, the Hispanic market in Escondido. But, um, you know, let's go, instead of trying to get people to come to us, you know, we're on the soapbox. Hey, it's all about me. Come here. I go, you have to get off that soapbox. Sure. You got to go to where people are at. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, I went to a San Luis Rey Bakery. Great little pastry. If you've ever been down to Oceanside, right there next to the mission on El Camino Real, it's a little mom and pop bakery shop. It's a French bakery and Mexican bread, muffins, cakes, and a great little restaurant. So we started meeting there on a weekly, on a monthly basis. And we're just inviting everybody. It doesn't matter if you speak Spanish or not. I mean, my good friend, Lori Booty, which is now the executive director at, um, at Vance Veterans Association of she would join us. You know, one of good friends, a mortgage broker from Team Southern, they would join with and not Latino whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, it's not a matter, oh, you got to do this Latino thing. No, it's bringing people together. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of speaking Spanish. So yeah, I, I, I totally forgot. And I remember you did, uh, you did talk about Spanish, but um, we could be spec, we could speak Spanish or we can't. doesn't matter. It's just about, we're all got one language is business. That's right. How do we support each other? Yeah. And we need that support. Everybody still has to have a sale. Everybody still needs to have some type of transaction. Everybody still has to have a bank account. Somebody still is paying taxes Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's all the same language. It's just a matter of let's help each other out. Mm. 
te voy a escuchar nomás. A ver. <laughs> Marketing. I mean, you obviously got a background in it. I, 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 I mean, I, you, you, this is this is what this business is all about. <laughs> I mean, and, and you are doing it very well. So you're taking the photography and marketing with that, obviously, right? You get these images, but then you've got to be able to constantly post and get in people's faces with it, right? right? And well, it's it's visual ahead. marketing, visual marketing. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's a buzzword. And it's important, right? I mean, because yeah. uh, it's it's the world today. Right. It's it's where we are and you're on the cutting edge of it. Right. Well, it's, it goes back to uh, my, my joke's always been it's not ADHD compliant. Okay. Know, we know what ADA, ADA compliant about handicap and right. um, disabled parking. Well, I always call it ADHD compliant. Mm -hmm. It's like when I'm on a mobile device or on a computer, if I got to read a paragraph of text, guess what? It ain't happening. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> my mind doesn't work that way. OK. Show me a video. Show me an image. Perf, I'll make that sale. Yeah. So that's where I, 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 I transitioned from being this photographer, being really uh, uh, feeling really proud of what I did and the services I provided. And now you transition that into a digital world. Well, what was happening for a while when digital first happened is like people were hiring me for photography and then they just lay the images and they never do anything with it mm. or they didn't know what to do. I go, well, let me be that person that could actually help manage the digital marketing, being visual, being social, being web, being email marketing, what have you. But let me also provide the photography element to it. So you're getting a two for one when you use me. So that's why my Saint North County is this platform as we talked about, but it's also a marketing, I call it marketing subscription based. Now you're meeting with these businesses face to face. You get you get to see them and their inner workings and everything, but you also see their complications, right? The difficulties that they're having, whether it's in these particular times or just businesses in right. general. Um, what kind what are like some of the common complications you see or, or the things that you hear them saying like Oh, David, I can't because of this or that, or I'm having so much trouble with this. Like, what are the common complications? Well, you know, what I've seen being the experience that I have in the circle of influence, you know, like you know, the services that your, your company provides and, you know, my other friends and, and what's that is like, I could walk into a business and I know a little bit about enough and I could talk to them and go, how's your payroll services? You know, how's your, 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 your cleaning, your industrial cleaning, all these different products. How's your marketing? How's your web? How's your social media? How's your Google analytics happening? How's your reputation management happening? So I go in there, I go in there and I can analyze that and I can see where the pitfalls are at or if they're being overcharged because the biggest problem is people just love to pay money sometimes and really not understand are my game, my value off it. Cause they, it's too much trouble to go do comparison to shop. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, you know, you could have the best product in the world and this customer is pretty, very satisfied being overcharged on a product that you could probably provide better service at a lower cost. Yeah. And it's like, just frustrates you so many times, but that's where the relationship building happens. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I've been fortunate to partner with a lot of great people, you know, that I could help them out. So, you know, we got a story, you know, Aaron, he, uh, the company he works for is Hunger. It's a, basically a food delivery system like, you know, Uber Eats and Postmates, things okay. like that. It's a local based company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the business model, what Uber and those guys do, it is what it is. But if you could have somebody that provides the same service at a lower cost, why not? Sure. And somebody that I feel comfortable enough to recommend. The same thing when it comes, you know, Storm was just here, you know, merchant processing. Yeah. Same thing, you know. It's the same product. It's, I always tell people, you go to a gas station, you got a choice of Chevron, Arco, or mom and pop. Is anything different in the gas? If you're just using regular, I'm not talking high performance stuff, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the same gas. Well, don't, wouldn't you want to go help out your friend if he owned the gas station? So that's yeah. what we're doing. You know, if I can refer somebody to a client of mine or a relationship I have, 
and the same product service, they go help out a friend. Yeah. Go help out somebody here that's actually giving back to the community. So that's what I ask of people. I like that. I go in there to the business and really like, you know, recently we just had lunch at a new restaurant called Four Tunas in Escondido. A great little story. Husband and wife used to own a food truck and a long story and how they ended up in this restaurant. Um, they had those challenges. They had an accident in their food truck. So I go in there and I helped them out and it got them involved with the Escondido Chamber. And then I showed up one day. I go, let me take some pictures. Hey, social media is not good. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting down here. got nothing else. Let me set up your Facebook page. So within half an hour, I got on a Facebook page. In two days, I had 100 likes. And now they got like probably half a dozen plus uh, reviews on Yelp. They're only two weeks old. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I so, saw that too, yeah, and I've so. been wanting to go over there too. <laughs> I just had lunch there. They had an octopus taco. Yeah, see, wow. that's what I'm into. That fresh tuna. seafood. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a meat guy, so it's kind of hard for me. So just like we were talking about this wine, I I love the concept of the wineries in North County, the brews in North County, but. <laughs> Like I tell you, I can tell you where all the Dairy Queens and 31 Flavors are at first. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I wish all I knew about wine was the concept. <laughs> no, you don't. Wine. You're very happy with what you know. I know more than the <laughs> concept. The Ramona Valley Winery Tasting Rooms have been closed again due to the new stay-at-home order in effect. Wineries will be opening for bottle-to-go sales only. You can find specific winery information on rvva.org. Shop small this holiday season and give the gift of wine, a gift that will make sure to not go to waste. Please help support our local wineries get through this difficult time and stock up on wine for the holidays. Visit rvva.org for more information and follow the RVVA on social media at Ramona Valley Vineyards. The San Diego craft beer industry has proven to be incredibly resilient. Regardless of tier, they're following all guidelines to ensure the safety of their loyal customers and staff. They want you to feel safe coming out and enjoying a beer or picking up growlers to go. Breweries are open and welcoming guests into a sense of normalcy through a great craft brew. While resilient, the beer industry isn't immune to the effects of service limitations and decreased foot traffic. They need your help to stay open and continue serving the craft beer they're famous for. If you're looking for ways to support your favorite local brewery, brewery merchandise, canned beers, or growlers and gift cards are wonderful gifts that also give back to the breweries. And who doesn't need some extra beer around the holidays? Well, I found out wine's probably a better deal for me. I'm trying to learn wine because, you know, if I go to the Olive Garden, that damn lemonade that they have is so freaking awesome. Sugar. I mean, I'm doing two, three refills on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if I could put that aside and drink wine, well, you're yeah. not going to drink, you know, three, two big, big gulps of wine. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah, you'll be rolling out. <laughs> so that's my thing. There's some more health benefits to it. But, you know, the whole idea is I, I've just been as healthy as I can. You know, I drink at least a couple liters of water a day. I still have that sweet tooth. You know. Well, take care of yourself. And you're hiking yeah. a lot. I see you. Yeah. I see you out there. Well, you be active. I mean, I, I serve on the board of the American Heart Association. Good. So I, I, I support them wholeheartedly. And, you know, we got to be active out there in the community. True. You know, I always tell people, you know, just take a couple extra steps. You know, you go to the Costco park at the furthest parking spot and just walk it in. I you told know. you, he's, he's moving around, yeah. American Heart Association. Yeah. He just <laughs> threw that in there. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, networking, that's how we met. Yeah, exactly. Uh, networking. And um, I'm interested in your thoughts on networking. Like, yeah. you know, how do you approach it? What do you believe about it? What do, what do you think about um, the process of networking and how has it worked out for you? Well, uh, well, I enjoy it. I mean, I actually get I, the bad thing about it is I don't go into networking seeing how much money I can make. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Again, going back to our scenario, it's very good that you, you have that heart. It's very bad for the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to just go in and cash yeah. checks at a network. Exactly. Event. What I loved about this, and you, you know, the Chamber of Commerce are, are good ideas of happy hours or mixers or you know sure. things like that, is I always tell people, 
how many people go up to a mixer, a business association mixer or whatever, how many people walk out of their office or their room or their home to go to this mixer with the whole intention, I want to buy insurance. Right. Or I want to buy XYZ. So why are we as participants in that mixer in that networking group trying to sell somebody something when they didn't come to shop it? Mm-hmm. So going back on that layers, to me, networking is all about building relationships. Mm-hmm. The best thing anybody could ever do in, in a networking event is don't talk to somebody you already know. That's okay. the secret. If you see somebody that you could tell they're a newbie. I remember, I remember this uh, with the Carlsbad Chamber. We're at um, uh, my yard house, I think it's called. Yard, not yard, the yard, yard house, house yeah. down at the El Camino. And I was in there. I'm an ambassador with the Carlsbad Chamber. And you see people all talking, talking, talking. And I came in here to this networking thing. It's like, my approach when I go to networking thing is, you know, I could talk to these friends anytime I want. There's this one individual staying all by himself, like really timid and shy, because we've all been there the first time we were going to a networking event. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this individual and I, I didn't, instead of me go talking to my friends, I went to talk to the person that's uncomfortable, didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And a relationship was built. Good. You know, now if we just do that with every single event, you know, that'd be ultimate networking. Oh, if we just did that in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, right, right you know, right. you know, we, yeah. we wouldn't have all this war and all this other stuff that goes on. But, you know, right. to me, networking is king. I mean, I love networking. Um, some people, you get what you put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people, joining any type of trade group of whatsoever, it's like a gym membership. You go to LA Fitness or 24-Hour Fitness, you could pay, what, $30, $40 a month, you know, let's say, or get a, you know, whatever it is. If you don't show up, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you join a chamber of commerce for three, 400 bucks a, a year. You don't show up. You're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. So. I also think there's this pride that comes from networking with your community. I mean, you're learning people that also work maybe next door. Right. And so you're becoming proud of where you live because you're getting to know all the people there. You want to be a part of it. Right. And so it's really nice to learn, you know, meet someone that's working next door trying just as hard as you are, let's work together, make it happen right. and make people come in, to and enjoy our community. Well, the best thing, the best thing I like to do in networking, uh, helping out those new people is also, you know, if I, I, I met Zeke at an event and I find out what he does for a living and then I go, okay, it's like <laughs> I, I was a stay home dad raising my four daughters. And do you guys remember that little memory game? If you have kids, you know, you have all these cards and you have to flip them upside down and see what the pairs are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That to me is networking. <laughs> so you go to network and I met Zeke and he's okay. I do this X, Y, Z services. So then I'm ta- throughout the night I'm talking and somebody goes, Hey, I need that type of services. Now you just put that match together. There That's right. Go. So yeah. it's a little mind game. You know, <laughs> it was like, okay, how do I find a and B and put them together? I like, that. And like I said, it doesn't mean anything to me directly financially, but down the road, we hope that that reciprocates, right. you know, what's it? Uh, it's a B and I their, their models givers gain. Uh, if anybody's ever been to a networking group, uh, B&I, you mm-hmm. know, the more you give, the more you gain, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. you dep- make as many deposits to the bank, you know, one day you'll do a withdrawal. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I like yeah. the memory game analogy. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just, so what I always do when I was at Oceanside Chamber, my idea was when we did a networking <laughs> thing at the end of the night, we challenged, okay, can you name everybody in the room and what they do for a living? Mm-hmm. That's a little mind game. If you could pull that off, I mean, now you're that much better on top of it. You ready mm-hmm. for my trick? Okay. Well, I mean, can you, are you good at that? Naming everybody in the room and what they do? Well, in, in a round table format, not at the sparkling, but usually I'm good. Yeah. You know, my, that's awesome. My, I, I'm you drink be- less than me, but I, I, I can give you the trick. <laughs> well, no. Well, okay. Well, let me, so it's a visual thing. I can remember the face. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can remember the industry. I can't remember their name. That's a lot of folks. And yeah. so I'm going to tell you how that's to remember the, the name. Okay. Spell it to them. Every time someone tells you their name, right. spell it to them. Hmm. 
because now you have said it twice. Right. A lot of things, you know, you went to school and note taking, it's right. all about having something go through your mind twice, at right. least twice. Right. Right. If you spell it back to them, then you can have a back and forth. No, it's not spelled A-L-Y-S-S-A. <laughs> it's spelled A-L-I-C-I-A, whatever so it is, right? Right. And so now we're really repeating. Right. You're not going mm -hmm. to forget. You know what I'm saying? That's so that's, that's so and and in sales and, and not saying, you know, um, you're the super salesperson, when it, you know, <laughs> but if we're talking about sales, if you don't know your prospects, your client's name, they probably it will probably be a very short relationship. Right. That's a tough one. See, and going back to my ADHD and my memory, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, that's that's my, one of my biggest weaknesses. Oh, well, you're a math whiz. I wasn't a math whiz. I spell. <laughs> Let's go back to school. Let's go back to school. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover and time is short. All right. So what we do here is we think about, you know, how many people go to school to learn business, get a master's in it, learn all these techniques and spend, you know, money, so much money. And they aren't getting something from it. But um, so essentially we talk about what happens when you take the classroom and put it in the real world? And so my question for you today is sort of more of a general question of going to school. Worth it? Is it? Um, in my opinion, it is, no matter what you're going to school for, but how well does it apply? How much are you learning from that? Is it important, you know, should you go get real world, world experience first? Or, you know, what are your thoughts here? Well, to me, it's all about your personality. Okay. I mean, it comes down to that. You know, I, I sucked at school. I mean, I got out of high school of a C average. I, uh, and I graduated, when I finally finished my bachelor's degree, I probably had over, the average student uses around 120 unit credits to graduate from college. I probably had 250 hmm. because ADHD kicks in. And I found out my secret was being 16 weeks in a class just sucks for me. <laughs> I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so I was in school. So I went to a junior college and then I was working at Bisco nights. I was graveyard. And, you know, guess what? You know, the business I got out of me is like, I don't need to go to school. I did love working in the photography in the school, but it was still, it wasn't a, it was a, necess a necessity. And in almost all my careers, I never needed a my degree. I was, a, like I said, I was a vice president of the bank and I never needed a degree. You know, the degree is something that's nice, but here it is. It's something I always wanted. My biggest, my biggest thing I ever wanted in my life was to have a master's degree. Mm -hmm. But there's this one damn thing that got in my way. It was called a bachelor's. <laughs> step one before you get to yeah. step two. I go just I want I want the candy at the end. I go for, I, I go to a restaurant. I'll eat dessert first, you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it would took me forever. So when I graduated with my bachelor's, I mean, I was way into it. You know, I probably so many schools, so many transfers, and everything else. But going back to what you're saying, I mean, school's important. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter just graduated from university, and I encourage everybody to go to school. Right. Unless you got a nice paycheck coming out and you got this skill set, I mean, or this or artistic talent is something that could be lucrative, you know, follow your dreams. But if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, and you're really trying to get some foundation and make yourself more marketable, that degree uh, of college being a bachelor's or a master's is just another feather in your hat. And the best thing about anything you do in education, no matter what you fail or what you succeed in life or challenges you have, nobody's ever going to take that away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that it's like having a kid. It's going to be your kid for life. You know, you go and get a degree. So that's why I wanted a bachelor's or uh, my master's because I wanted something that I know is mine. Mm -hmm. And nobody, I could fail or succeed, but I still have my master's degree. 
Beautiful. I, mean, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Congratulations. That yeah. was great. You like yeah. that? Oh, right. yeah. Well, I, education to me is just the most important thing. Well, you're yeah. a teacher. <laughs> well, but I love it. I love yeah. the process no, I, of no, learning. I, I love learning more. Yeah. Any chance I get to learn, I'm going to go for it. And so just the idea of you own it. Exactly. And that's yeah. what it is. But, you know, going back to the opposite side of it, you know, degree is important. And like I said, there's certain things that you may not need a degree, but nobody's going to ever take that away from you. But now let's go the opposite side. You know, to be a sales rep, um, do you need a degree? No, you need personality. Mm-hmm. You need that skill set, you know, to be a to be a, a manager at, at, a, at a grocery store or a check at a grocery store. Do you need a degree? No. I have plenty of friends that work their way through, a, let's say, a, working at Bonds. And when they graduate from college, this is what I'm talking back in the 80s. They couldn't find a job that was paying them as much as they were paying, getting paid, working for the union at the grocery store. Right. Sure. I was like, okay, yeah. what's up with that? <laughs> now, again, if you're going to be a CPA or a lawyer, you got to go to school. You got to be a doctor. My, mm-hmm. other do- my other daughter wants to be a doctor, so she's at UCSD. Beautiful. You know, you Very can't cool. get away from that. You know, there's some things that you can't avoid school. Yeah. Being a surgeon, you can't. <laughs> please, please go to school. <laughs> yeah, go to school. You know, but being a painter, well, I mean, well, being I'm an artist. Me. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, look at being in the financial industry. I mean, you have to have some type of certification. Mm-hmm. You know, so being a photographer, you don't. You know, mm-hmm. it's different worlds. I mean, I know a lot of people in the circle of photography that are six figure incomes and they don't have a degree because it was a, necess- a necessity in photography. Sure. You know, how many record artists that you know uh, that don't have degrees? I mean, I could probably a majority of them, I would assume. Who knows? I mean, you know, we're not asking. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? right? We're not right. checking resumes right. on our on the artists. Exactly. Right. You know. So, um, but, I, you know, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's important that uh, we promote that. But, you know, I, I, it's there's further education and in, in they they know things that we don't know. Oh, great. Right? So there's further education in all of this, uh, uh, you know, across the board. And as long as you continue to learn, you can be great. Yeah, if you're not learning, you're dying, you know? I heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the um, the, the COVID effect. Um, like, I, I know in, in all of these cities, since you travel around right. all of these cities and, and you survey, and, and I'm not just necessarily talking about the folks that have gone out of business. I'm right. sure you've seen plenty of that. But you've probably also seen um, how maybe the community has stepped up or the city has stepped up. So the community steps up to support the, these local businesses, mm-hmm. right? Or the city steps up to say, you are allowed to use the sidewalks, the streets or whatever to try to keep your businesses open. So I know that there are struggles, but then there's also, there are also some, some highlights as well. Um, and, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about both. Well, yeah. I mean, COVID's been this nasty thing that we just can't avoid, of course. And the whole key word right here during COVID to me is pivot. You know, you got to you got to recreate yourself somehow. I keep unless, hearing that word. Uh, unless you're selling plexiglass, <laughs> you know, if you're selling plexiglass, you're in a good business, you know. Or, mm-hmm. But um, even PPE product, it's so competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Shortage. But, you know, when it comes to the businesses, I mean, people are going to succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tough call. I mean, um, a couple of businesses I got, I, I, I just spoke with a business uh, this past week. They're actually up 20 percent. Because mm. they're getting a lot of love, you know. Well, and it was a restaurant, so look at um, da- uh, outdoor dining. I think Vista's doing it. You know, Escondido on Grand Avenue closed off a whole part, a whole lane uh, of street, and put barriers on there, and they're sitting on the street. I saw that. That was amazing. It's fantastic, and some of those restaurants are doing good because you know during COVID res- restrictions at twenty five percent capacity. I mean, okay, they got four tables they can seat. I mean, you can't <laughs> yeah. make a living right. off of that. Yeah. You know, and especially, I mean, look at, uh, I think, uh, what's Little Miss, Little Miss Brewery in Escondido. They got kegs out on the parking lot, so they're they're allowed to do liquor outside. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that non-COVID. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I just yeah. really wondered well, if they're about to be New Orleans soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk around for Hurricane Andy, right? <laughs> or Vegas, right? Yeah. But, you know, so the restaurants, you know, it's hit and miss. I mean, I got a restaurant that I'm going to go visit next week because I got to give them some love. They're, they're, right now they're fighting how they're going to make the, take care of their investors that opened up the restaurant with them. It's like, okay, I feel What's for the them. restaurant? This one's called BAPS down in Escondido. All right. Well, we, yeah. we get them on a podcast. We'll go. give them some love. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go over yeah. there with you. Exactly. And then um, look at the wineries that aren't open because they just, you know, the, the, that whole, and I don't know the rules about food and no food. If you're a liquor or wine or your brewery, what you can and can't do. So now all these breweries are bringing food trucks in because as long as they got food, they could serve, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, there's only so much you could do for to go. So it's been struggle. I mean, look at the food delivery system, you know, talking about hunger. I mean, I only assume that, you know, business is a lot better for delivery, takeout services. But you got the other businesses that are just hurting. I mean, I'm one right. of those. I mean, did COVID happen? I had like you know a bunch of dollars in contracts that just died. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a good contract at the city of Escondido, and they pulled the plug because of COVID. Wow. You know, so it was it was hurt me that way. So oh. you just recreate yourself where you can, and now I'm finally digging out of that hole. But um, it's been tough. I mean, I can't. I, I got stories all over the place, and you know, the real estate market depend on where your market is. You know, and but what's the thing? You know, depend regardless of COVID or not. When, when business starts dying, what's the first thing a business does is cuts the marketing. Yeah. And that's the worst thing to do for anybody. Yeah. You know, you got to keep on investing. You might be front of mind, be digital, be in print, be in whatever, get involved with your chambers at whatever level they can, your business associations is just keep on networking, keep on being front of mind. You that's have to keep marketing. Do you not know? cut off your nose. Yeah. You just can't go hide underneath a rock because of COVID happened. No. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah. it's only going to get worse exactly. if that's what you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mantra. And I think this mantra really applies to what Uh-oh. we're talking about right here. Um, so what we do is Zeke has these uh, business or sales mantras. Words, um, yes. Words to live by um, in order to be successful. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this to you and ask your thoughts if you agree, disagree, how it applies to what you do. So here we go. Being out of touch with where you are is just as detrimental to a business as being out of touch with the time. Of course. Yeah. You got to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in business, you have to know where your market's doing. I mean, I always think what's persona. You got to know who your ideal market is. As long as you know where they're doing and where they're going and you're following them. I mean, you got some opportunities. If you walk away from that and don't know who your market is. Well, you're just throwing darts and hope something hits. That's how uh, I play darts. <laughs> with a glass of wine in the hand. <laughs> I thought that would be uh, a really good one for you, too, because of how you are when it comes to community. Right. You are really about the location right. when it comes to it. And if you don't understand where you are or the history of the place that you're right. working with, how do you expect the businesses to appreciate you? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, hearing the, I love when you talk to a business and I mean, I do these video interviews, uh, just Joe on the street or business owner on the street. And um, my whole thing is, you know, everybody knows what a restaurant does. They prepare food and they sit down or take out and here's your food. But you know, the biggest question, and even in your industry, right? Everybody has, they selected the industry that they're in, you know, what you're doing, uh, where you're, what you do with, at the wineries. Why do you do it? Mm. You know, the biggest question to me when I interview somebody is who are you? But more importantly, why do you do what you do? Because mm-hmm. once you find out the why, then you know how real that person is. But they're mm-hmm. just, yeah, I'm just doing it because I need to make a buck. Okay. Yeah. There's no heart in it. What's that? What's that movie about? You got heart, you know, the Kanana reason and George something is a football game, you know, at the very end well, you got heart, you know? Okay. And that's what it is. It's about heart. Mm-hmm. You know? but that's why I like teach your younger self a lesson. I, I like what you said <laughs> earlier about education 
um, obviously, um, that that's super important. But are there any lessons that you would you know teach to your younger self? And buy Apple stock and <laughs> <laughs> and what's Qualcomm, you know? Right. <laughs> but no, I mean you, you live and learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I was fortunate. One of my I didn't mention, you know, my sister's been a mentor to me, and she's a you know single parent family, and she stepped up and did a lot for me. But um, she's very conservative, and she's very successful. She's retired now and financially stable. And then you got the opposite: uh, somebody that just is disregard to financial security, lives off the seat of his pants, and see where that direction goes. So that's two different paths, you know, extreme paths on how people go. Somebody very conservative, very financial, financially conservative, and they're successful in that sense. And then you got the ones that just fly off the seat of the pants. Is how do you find that balance between the two? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a full circle. You know, depending on where you're at and how you could control your mindset is like, you know, I was really creative, you know, as a photographer, I mean, you don't have any stability in life. You know, when I, I ended up working at the bank only because I went skiing after a photo shoot and I skiing, I hurt myself and I came back and I go, God, I need health insurance. <laughs> so I call, oh, I call it one after of my, the fact. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I call it one of my clients. I go, Hey, I think it's time for me to get a regular job. And that's how I ended up at the bank. Oh, you know, but mm. I did a full circle. So here you got a little, you know, flying off the cuff and I ended up being very successful in the conservative environment of a banking world. So I ended up coming full circle and got back and almost caught up to that conservative mindset. But um, Good. it's just, you know, you got to live with your heart. But the biggest thing is respect, you know, respect who you are, respect the people around you. And don't be a jerk. I heard that. Man. <laughs> you know, okay. There's no reason for you to be a jerk to anybody. Good for um, you, you know, love life and, and, and live life. Oh, man. Young David is appreciating all of that information. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more. If anything else you got to say as we wind it down uh, about your business. Oh, no. Well, this is all about, you know, I invite people to follow. I mean, I'm on social media all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do it daily as I can. But, you know, go out there and, and share love. If you need to get a hold of me, if you have a business, if you have a message to deliver and you want an audience of what I think I, I, think I mentioned, I'm up to uh, 13,000 followers collectively. It's not a whole lot, but, I mean, it's, it's impactful. Um, how can I get that message across? Well, come and join me. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, it's a simple subscription model what I do, but you know, the whole idea, regardless of the monetary side, is we want to give, and we want to share. Um, if you're struggling in business and you need help, reach out. I mean, I, I'm lucky that I have all this investment in photography and video gear. I can do almost anything I want, but you keep it simple, keep it organic. But the whole idea is be real. So, I mean, my city of North County, I ask people to support me. Um, either you know be part of the subscription base, but more importantly, at least follow. Mm-hmm. If you need help in any which way, we got group pages in North County about restaurants, about nonprofits, about senior resources. Um, that's where we're at. You know, just come out there and support. And like I said, I want to help out somebody, and hopefully, at that that end result, we'll come out to grow this business to be as large as I can. And then the other phases will roll out. And you know, you come out here and be successful, and then you walk away from it as you're tired. And go, yeah. My San Diego County, I did that. Yeah. Made a difference in the world. Brought people an opportunity to be successful. And it's not about me, but it's about the platform, putting it together. That's what I appreciate. You know, when we talk about our business um, or our podcast, Same Business, Different Day, we talk about uh, how important it is to inspire the, you know, these entrepreneurs and the people who might even already own businesses. Um, what we're talking about with you is somebody who has developed something that came from his natural abilities and came from his heart. Okay. You have a business that is going to inspire folks who have a dream. All right. So, 
um, we that's that's why we're happy about having you as a guest today. So right. thank you, David, right, no for, for being it. here today. Let's right. get into some contact yes. info. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> if you would like to contact David Zumaya and My San Diego North County, you can find them at their website, mysdnc.com. David's on Facebook at My San Diego North County. He's on Instagram and Twitter at My San Diego NC. And on YouTube, My San Diego North County. Good. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I love what you guys do. I'm jealous as heck because I, I love podcasts. So. Uh, we got to show the love, you know. Come back and visit us again. Yeah, All, right. All right. Tomorrow. All right. Every tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So you're here. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Same Business, Different Day podcast. A special thanks to Star Fox Media on video production and James Russell on music production. Please like and subscribe the Same Business, Different Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a nice review. Tune in next week for an exciting all-new episode.